Did you know that studies have shown affirmations can profoundly influence your psychological well-being, enhancing self-confidence and reducing anxiety? Here at Positive Birth Australia, we have crafted a 20-minute birth affirmations track filled with soulful, carefully curated affirmations to empower, inspire, and guide you to deeply remember the power you hold within. And to my fellow belly birth mothers, we have created a track specifically for you to honor that all birth is a sacred moment of profound significance. For only $5, you can download and immerse yourself in our affirmations track to transform your mindset in the lead up to birth and during labor, serving as a potent reminder of the inherent power and love you possess. Visit us at www.positivebirthaustralia.com or head to the show notes and follow the link provided to start your journey toward a more empowered birth experience. Welcome to Positive Birth Australia, a podcast created to empower and educate mothers along their own pregnancy journey. Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Sky Marie. Let's get into today's show. Welcome back, guys. Today's show, I chat with Alicia about the birth of her son at her local public hospital. Originally planning to go with the flow, a sudden onset of anxiety persuaded her to do a hypnobirthing course that changed her entire mindset about birth and enabled her to stand firm on her decisions along the way. She went on to have the drug-free physiological birth she desired, receiving her son on call at 42 plus three weeks. Enjoy this episode, guys. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. Do you want to just quickly tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, so we live down on the Gold Coast. I live with my partner, Jet, and we've just had a little baby boy, Jack, and our dog, Freya. <laughs> Jet and Jack, I love that. It's yeah, like a cool yeah. combo. <laughs> Was he planned? Yeah, very much so, yes. We had been trying for... Of like maybe a month or two and then I think we fell pregnant on the third month oh nice that's pretty quick and how was your pregnancy with him um so I had hyperemesis but besides that it was pretty cruisy mm-hmm. could you just explain what that is for the people that don't know it's, I think it's called hyperemesis gravidarum or something it's like severe morning sickness yeah um so it sometimes goes away at like 20 weeks I think they say but I had mine until 40 weeks oh (laughs) gosh I felt that so was there anything you could do to help give you some relief um so I think at like eight weeks I went to the doctors and I was like this is ridiculous like is this normal and she put me on a medication so it was pretty much three tablets or like a tablet every eight hours you could take three a day yeah I think um um and they were good, like it did stop it, but it also like made you really constipated. So I didn't really want to take them because the repercussions of it was so much worse than just like vomiting. Yeah, okay. Um, but like there's so many old wives' tales, like eat ginger or like eat as soon as you wake up and nothing really worked. Um, so every probably every three weeks or so I'd end up in the hospital um, mm. with like, dehydration and you'd end up getting an IV full of 
medication and fluid. Mm, you poor thing. Yeah, just annoying. Like I was just still trying to work and stuff and it was just like frustrating. Like I was like, I don't this. Yeah, that's so harsh. So I know you went over. What types of things did you do during your pregnancy to inform yourself? So we didn't do anything until uh, maybe 30 weeks. We had a conversation and I was like to Jet, my partner, um, like I'm starting to get really nervous about giving birth. I was like, we know nothing. Like, And I'd taken that like that I – was just going to be go with the flow and it'll be fine and we'll work it out kind of thing but I think yeah we got to 30 weeks and I was like to Jet like we need to maybe I don't know do something so I contacted um Shari from belly to birth um so she's the hypnobirthing practitioner on the Gold Coast and um she we didn't really want to do like classes (laughs) we're both not really like classes people um so Luckily, she could fit us in from 32 weeks, I think it was, um, or I contacted her at 32 weeks. Yeah, I must have contacted her at 32 weeks and at 34 weeks, she booked us in for four sessions with her at home here. Mm-hmm. Um, so her course normally runs over two weekends. So we just did the four four days every Monday, so for four weeks. Um, so luckily he didn't come early cause we hadn't re- finished our courses till about 38 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so other than that, like that was the only real thing that we did. Yeah. Okay. But that's um, a lot. I mean, you learned so much in those classes. God, it was so good. Like I added to everyone, like anyone that's like says anything about birth. I'm like, have you done the hypnobirth course? Mm. Like it, um, so we learned a lot from Shari so I don't, I don't know if I'd really thought about going over, mm-hmm. like until until we'd had the course, like and done the course with her and been informed. And then I was kind of like, well, I have a really low risk pregnancy. It's not going to hurt him to go over if he's all good. But as long as he's all good, it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, like with all the information she did give us. I'd kind of, I think I manifested it on myself that we were not going before 42 weeks anyway. Like I'd kept saying to all my friends, like whenever they'd ask my due date, I'd be like, oh, you know, like sometime in March, you know, he's not going to come on his due date. I'll probably go two weeks over. So I think I really manifested that honour. So we got to 40 weeks. I think like our 40 weeks fell on a Friday. Um, So I had a midwife appointment I think at my 38-week appointment, they booked my 40 and my 41. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, righto, like you can book my 40, but I'm not turning up for the 41 one. <laughs> like you can book it, but I'm not coming. Good on um, you. So I turned up for the 40-week one and I had a really good midwife. Um, and she was like, oh, well, like Bobby's good. His heart rate's fine. Everything's all good. If you're happy, like just keep going. And I was like, oh, awesome. Like yeah. was – fully expecting a fight what model of care had had you chosen uh, so I had um like shared care so I had my doctor up until okay uh, like 30 weeks or so and then just had the midwife appointments yeah okay and just in the public system yeah so never the same midwife we had a different midwife every time which I was to go again I wouldn't do that again okay but yeah so she was pretty happy and I was like oh crazy like I was fully armed for an argument walking in <laughs> didn't have one um and then I had the 41 week appointment 
same thing Friday and the midwife was like oh Bubby's all good like what do you want to do and I was like well I'm pretty happy to keep going like his head was engaged I'm pretty sure it was like three-fifths engaged or something um and everything was fine so I was like oh well I'm happy to keep going and um she goes all right well I'll have to let the induction team know and I was like what why do, why do they need to <laughs> And she's like, oh, because they're going to contact you because I'll just, like, explain the risks. And I was like, oh, that's fine. Like, I have researched the risks, so I'm pretty confident, like, they don't need to call me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was 41 weeks on the Friday. So I, I'm fairly certain with, like, public holiday hospitals, they don't let you go over 40 and 10 days. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure that fell on the Tuesday or the Wednesday the following week. So they rang me to book in an appointment for the induction and I spoke to this really nice midwife on the phone um, and Shari had run through with us like the induction process so I knew like what one started it, like kind of like they'll yeah. check your cervix and they'll put the blue in and all of that. Um, so I declined stretch and sweeps the whole time. Mm-hmm. So they'd offered me one at 40 weeks and offered me another one at 41 weeks. And I was like, oh, no, I'm pretty crazy. Like I'm happy to keep just chilling and then I'll make a decision later. So I spoke to the induction midwife and she was like, all right, well, why don't you come in tomorrow um, just to have like a monitor? And I was like, yeah, happy to. Like happy to come in every day for a monitor if that's what it takes, but I'm still not getting induced. Yeah. And I think I'd spoken to Shari on the Tuesday or the Wednesday after I'd seen, or I'd spoken to the midwife and I was like to Shari, like, I don't really know what to do. Like, should I, I feel like I probably should have just gotten the stretch and sweep on the Friday just to maybe get things going, even if it didn't get things going like it might have. Mm. And she's it's really up to you. Like, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Um, and she booked me in for acupuncture with her acupuncturist. Um, and it was kind of like that <laughs> final week where you're just like trying everything. Yeah, I feel you. Like, all right, well, I'll just give everything a crack and hope <laughs> So I'd never done acupuncture. I was getting like pregnancy massages every day, um, going for walks. So I turned up at the hospital on the Wednesday. So the midwife that I spoke to on the phone, the induction midwife, I was like, am I able to have a stretch and sweep when I come in tomorrow? Like, I don't want the catheter and I really don't want the gel. So if that's where it's going, like, I'm just not coming in. And she's like, yeah, of course. Like, you can have whatever you want. We're never going to push you into anything. So the Wednesday, I think it was, or the Thursday, might have been the Thursday, I went in for, like, the stretch and sweep that I thought I was having. And the midwife that I had was a bitch. Like, I did not like her Mm. um and she was like you're having the catheter today and I was like no I'm not I didn't agree to that and she's like well once you agree to one induction thing like once you agree to one thing of the induction line like you sign up for all of it and I was like that's like shit like I'm not I'm not doing that like I said I'm not doing the balloon catheter and stretch and sweep and she was like she kind of just explained the risks and she wasn't really happy with me, but she gave me the stretch and sweep anyway. Um, and that was at eight o'clock in the morning. And she said, come back at three for the balloon catheter. Mm. And I was like, you're giving me like 
barely giving me 12 hours to get this done. Like my body's not going to do anything in six hours, especially how stressed I was. Um, so I rang them back at two and I was like, I'm not coming in. So I had the stretch and sweep on the Thursday. I didn't go back in for the catheter. Um, and then on the Friday I went in for like CTG monitoring with the band. Um, he was fine. I had an awesome midwife on the Friday, um, a male midwife. He was just amazing. Oh, cool. Um, adver- yeah, so awesome. Like normally I'm like no uterus, no opinion, but <laughs> he was awesome. Like he advocated for me so hard. Oh, um, that's amazing. So he was like, I'd had the stretch and sweep on the Thursday and I was like, can I have another one? And he goes, oh, look. Have 24 hours rest and I'll give you one in the morning if you come back in. Um, the doctor's going to come do a scan for you to check his fluid. He's like going to be a really hard doctor and he's going to try and induce you today. So just stand your ground if you're happy to. Oh, wow. um, so he did the scan and everything was all good. Um, his fluid was fine. Like it hadn't dropped at all. Um, and I think I was 42 weeks on that Friday. And he was like, post dates and blah 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 and I was like yeah that's all good um still happy to keep going mm-hmm. so that was the Friday and then the Saturday I went back in with mum because I'd booked in the driveway for Jet to like we we'd ripped up our driveway the week before or two weeks before so they had to pour concrete mm-hmm. <laughs> so I I'd kind of been like oh well that will make the baby come because we just don't for him yeah. to come rest <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I went in to the hospital again for another monitor. Everything was all good. I think I spoke to Shari again and we did like a couple more things from the course, like a fear release and stuff like that. Um, cause I was quite anxious when we booked the courses in, I, the three things that I was really anxious was like induction. I really didn't want to be induced. Mm-hmm. I really didn't want an episiotomy. That was like the big thing that I was so fearful of which looking back now is like not really the big deal in the grand scheme of things. But that was one of the things that I was like, not, not having that. And I was really worried that I'd end up with a cesarean. And those were just things in my head that I was panicked about. Um, So we'd done another fear release and she sent me another track called baby come out. And I just kind of cruised at home. I actually, I think I spent the day with mum walking around the shops because Jet was pouring pouring the driveway so I couldn't even be here in case I went into labour because oh, no. there was no way out. Oh, okay, um, yeah. And then on the Sunday I went in for another monitor. So it was like daily monitoring. Um, and I can't remember. I think I did have another stretch and sweep. I think I had three all up, um, which I think – I mean, it could have done something. I don't really know. I'd been doing so much different stuff during the week that it could have really been anything. Yeah, exactly. Like I got pump and like put the breast pump on. I was hard bouncing on the ball, like mm. just everything you could try. I'm like drinking raspberry leaf tea. I didn't do castor oil because I didn't really understand what that was. So I definitely bailed on that. <laughs> um, and then at about 3 p.m., I felt like a niggle. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. So my mum gave birth to me within two hours, like oh, from wow. the niggle to getting to the hospital, pushing me out on the side of the bed. So I had that in the back of my head, like 
be on the ball with anything that you feel because that could happen. Yeah, okay. Um, and I hadn't felt Braxton Hicks the whole way through my pregnancy. And every time I got put on the CTG monitoring, I was having contractions and not feeling them. Mm-hmm. So I was a bit worried that I wasn't feeling anything because I thought my pain threshold was very low. Like I, like I stubbed my toe and I cry about it. So I <laughs> was expecting to be like a big ball of a wuss. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I felt like a niggle. And I rang, I think I was at 3, 3.30, I rang mum and I was like, oh, I'm getting like two different types of niggles. Like one feels like period pain and then the other one's just really pissing me off. Like it's just irritating me. And she's like, yeah, sounds like you're going into labour. And I was like, oh, okay, um, all right, um, ring the midwife and see what <laughs> she says. So I rang her at about 3.34 or it could have been 4.30. Yeah, because Jet and I were <laughs> we got broken into on the Sunday. <gasps> You're joking. Um, so I, that could have put me into labour too. Yeah. So Jet's um, Jet's a builder, and his trailer got ransacked oh, overnight, no. and they took all his tools. Uh, we thought it was like twenty thousand dollars worth of tools, and we were just like panicking. Mm. So we were like, installing security cameras <laughs> at the house. And I'm like, Jet, I think I'm in labour. Like, I think I'm feeling contractions. So I rang the midwife at about 4, 4.30. And she was like, oh, you sound really calm. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was like, I'm really not fucking calm. Like, <laughs> I'm calm on the phone. But, like, it wasn't her. I was like, I, I'm worried to be quick and I'm not, I'm not going to get to the hospital in time. Yeah. But also in my head for the weeks leading up had kind of wanted to give birth at home anyway I was kind of trying to bugger around so that I ended up staying home anyway I just didn't I couldn't couldn't be bothered going to the hospital it was just too much hoo-ha yeah um so yeah she was like oh no you sound fine um keep doing what you're doing um and see how you go so then I ring Shari like (laughs) our birth class teacher and I'm like I think I'm in labour. I don't know what to do. Um, So she talked to me for about an hour um, and I kind of just straightened my hair and like had to (laughs) shit, bug it around kind of thing. And then my best friend is a baby photographer and she was one of my support people for the birth as well. Yeah. And she said at 2 o'clock or like during the day she said, make sure you tell me before 2 o'clock if you're going, like if you think you're in labour. And I was like, nah, it won't happen today. I'd already booked the induction for the next day. I was like, it's not going to happen. And she's like, all right, well, I start work at four, so you need to tell me by two because from four o'clock I can't leave. And I was like, yeah, righto. So at like five past four I text her and was like, yeah, so I think I'm in labour. So she was like, oh, shit, now I've got to like try and get someone to cover my shift. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so she was trying to like figure out someone to cover her shift um and t- turn up um so I think she managed to get someone and she got to our place at about five thirty. and by that point I was like yeah pretty hard in labor now like um don't don't really know what to do like don't know whether we should just keep hanging at home or like whether we go to the hospital um so we went to the hospital at six thirty, and I had like I was so against like vaginal examinations 
my whole pregnancy, I was like, I'm not getting them done. Not, no one's putting their fingers inside me. Like I'm not having any of this. And then we got to the hospital and I was like, you know what, just like check me so I can go home. Mm-hmm. That would give me more confidence to go back home just to see where I'm at. So she checked me and I was four centimetres and she she just said to me, like, it's exactly like an orgasm. You're not going to feel comfortable having an orgasm in a hospital. You're not going to feel comfortable labouring at this point in a hospital. So go home. Like, you're 10 minutes from the hospital. Just go home and hang and then come back when you think you're ready. Um, and explained, like, how many contractions in there hour I think it was or in 10 minute whatever it was I <laughs> can't even remember um so we went home um and I thought we were only home for an hour before we went back to the hospital turns out we were home till eleven thirty, but from about seven thirty, I went into like active labor um and they were quite like intense contractions like I could couldn't speak through them I was just like leaning up against the kitchen bench, swaying and doing all the things that we'd like learnt in our course, kind of like trying to open up my hips or like my pelvis more to get him down because I just really wasn't sure like what was happening. Um, And then I'd like I'd breathe through my contractions up at the kitchen bench and then I'd be like, oh, I need to go to the toilet and I'd go to the toilet and then I'd come back and that's pretty much the cycle I was in from seven about 11 30 um jet cooked food and like ate dinner and stuff and we kind of just hung out here and like I labored on the lounge um while my my best friend Sam just took videos and took photos um and yeah just kind of hung out and then we were playing like the tracks that we get in the hypno course like um like the rainbow mist and all of these tracks and stuff which I'd listened to like from our course I'd listened to almost every day so they put me to sleep yeah like I used to listen to them and I'd fall asleep so while I was laboring I slept on the couch like pretty much the whole time we were at home nice yes yeah, so anyone that knew me prior to giving birth I'm quite an erratic person like I'm quite high strung I'm very like (laughs) just balls to wall all the time so it's weird for me to have slept through majority of my labor (laughs) like I was just like so chilled out um so good yeah so would would 100% recommend everyone do that course because bloody bloody amazing um so then yeah I kind of bounced on the ball and slept and jet massaged and did like the light touch and stuff and then at about 10 I was having like super intense contractions Um, and Jet said that like I went quiet and no one could come near me or touch me. I was just like, just leave me. Like Mm. don't don't even look at me. Um, And I remember them saying, it was about 11.30 and I remember Sam going like, I'm timing your contractions and they've been saying that we need to go to the hospital like for the last 20 minutes and I was like, nah it's all good like we'll just hang out here and then I think we decided we were going and Jet's like panic packing like carrot sticks and water bottles and I was like babe don't even worry about it like anything that's not in the car at this point we don't need (laughs) and then I was like we should go um got in the car and I was like 
I think we got out of the street onto the main road and I was I like turned to Jet and I had my feet up on the dash and I was like, you need to go a hundred kilometers right now and go through every red light. Do not stop. I am trying not to push right now. <sighs> and I was like, I'm gonna give birth to him in the car. I've got no towels. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then we got to like the drop-off zone of the hospital. And I'm, like, contracting in the drop-off zone, hanging onto, like, a post, squatting down on the concrete. And then we, like, kind of, Jet was like, do you want to, like, just walk? Like, we'll walk into the ward. Like, what do you want to do? Um, so I was kind of, like, really trying hard not to push. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got into the hospital, got up to, the like, the MAC ward, and I was, like, labouring in the waiting area kind of thing while they – put all my paperwork through and got the bands and all the other bullshit mm-hmm. um and we'd seen like an rn on the friday um so she met us at the door and she was like in my face like oh my god this is our 42 weeks so i think i was known like at the hospital that weekend as like the girl that was pushing 42 and two by the time i went into labor so all the midwives kind of had heard about me and they I'm like, oh, my God, like they're bringing – she's coming in with a 42-weeker. Like I wonder what the baby's going to look like kind of thing. Mm. Um, so she was like, oh, my God, you're here. And she was so in my face. She knocked me straight out of my zone. Yeah, um, right. So I was like transitional in the car walking into the ward. I was like, we got to get in the room now because I'm going to like have him right now. I need to get in. Mm-hmm. With that nurse being so in my face and all the bright lights – um, going into the ward and then buggering around trying to find our room. Mm. Um, by the time I got into the suite, your labor had stopped. I was, yeah, it did. Like it hadn't stopped right as we got in, but my midwife, we pretty much handed her like we had all printouts of like we're hypnobirthing, this is our preferences, blah blah blah. Like the signs for the doors, like all the things that you do prior to being in labor, and then you're in labor and you're like, who fucking cares? Um, so she was reading through our birth preferences and she's like, all right, well, I'll fill the bath up, but hop in the shower. Don't hop in the bath straight away because that might make your contractions stop. And I got into the shower and my contractions just stopped, like on the ball stopped right then and there. And I was like to Jet, like, are you joking me? <laughs> like I was like, I felt like I was about to push and now wow. I've got nothing. Like I, I don't have anything. Um, so then – the midwife was like, all right, well, how about you get in the pool? That will relax you and it might bring them back on. Um, relax too much. Contractions still didn't come back. Um, and I was, I think, yeah, the first time I got in the pool, I was kind of just like sitting around waiting. Like I had my eyes closed and I was kind of like trying to bring them back on. And I was like, oh, I'm feeling nothing. Like I'm just kind of like waiting in the pool now. Mm-hmm. If... I knew then what I know now, we would have just stayed home. Yeah. Like I would have just gotten the bath here or given birth to him on the floor. Like yeah. it ended up putting another 10 hours on my labor, mm. which was fine because I was so like happy and I was so comfortable and my labor was so good. Um, so I was happy to do the, other, the next 10 hours, but I was shitted off because I was like, oh, in my head prior to being in labor, I'd said, I'll just stay home. Yeah. But in the moment I was like, oh, maybe we should go to the hospital just in case. Like mm-hmm. he is a four-weeker just in case. You had that tiny bit um, of fear. Yeah, and I hate that. I hate that you have that 
like fear that you like the hospital's 10 minutes away if something would have happened the paramedics would have gotten there in time oh, like, definitely. I feel like you are just raised to be fearful of not being in a hospital environment for sure especially when you're going against medical advice as well I feel like that kind of adds that extra layer of fear on the rare occasion that you know something could go wrong then you've got everyone looking at you like "Mm, I told told you so yeah exactly I think that's what it was yeah yeah I think it was purely like I didn't want that oh I told you so Mm, yeah so I was like I'll just go to the hospital I'll just do as I'm told Mm. Like, within reason, I'm still doing what I want, but I'll be in their environment. Um, so I think we got out of the bath um, and I kind of dried off and I was sitting on the bed for a bit and then they came back, like, hard and fast. Like, the contractions just, like, knocked me off my feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like to Jet, um, like, let's get back in the shower because I'm really digging, like, this two-shower head thing and not having to pay for the hot water. <laughs> um, um, so when we got into the – I, like, backtrack a bit. When we got into the war, uh, the suite, my midwife was amazing, but because hospital pro- protocols and policies, because I was 42 weeks, they were like, you've got to have um, constant monitoring with the CTG. And I was like, no, I will consent to the Doppler and you can do the Doppler but I'm not having the bands because then I can't get in the pool. I can't do anything. Like I'm just going to have – I might as well have just been induced because I'm just going to have a friggin' induction labour anyway. Um, like I was very much like a zero to 100 person, whereas I couldn't have it my way. I didn't want it at all kind mm-hmm. of thing. So I refused the CTG and said she could do the Doppler, not realising that they were going to do it so much and it was annoying the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, so I think my contractions came back and I was like, I, we'd gone into the bathroom and I was like to Jet, shut the door. Like they do not come in here now. I think he went out and the midwife was like, oh, like we just need to do like a Doppler. And he was like, not right now. Like give her five minutes. She needs like five minutes. Yeah. Um, which I think was another reason why I couldn't get back into my zone. Cause I was just constantly being touched. Oh, 100%. So Bubby's head was like fine. But then I think with all the things that had gone on, he'd like maybe come back out a bit and twisted his head going back in. Like it just wasn't in like prime position. Mm -hmm. So I started getting like the contractions in my bum, which I don't know if they're posterior contractions or what they are, but they were like convulsing my bum backwards. Like I couldn't stand up. Like they were, I'd get the contraction and it would like shoot my tailbone backwards. Right. Which is really bizarre. It's like really bizarre trying to explain it. Um, So I couldn't stand in the shower and I was like irritated. And my midwife was like, how about you sit like on the toilet and labor on there? And I'm four foot eight, so (laughs) I'm very short. (laughs) So I couldn't sit on the toilet and reach the ground. I can't sit on the toilet and reach the ground. (laughs) so like my feet dangle in the air like a toddler um so I think I tried that for a bit and then I got back on the bed and she was like have you gone for a wee and I was like I can't like I I need to but I can't yeah um and she was like I think for like maybe an hour or something I was just like I need to go to the toilet but I can't go to the toilet and then she ended up being like to me do you just want to have a catheter like do you want us to just put the catheter in drain 
drain it and then kind of keep going. And I was like, yeah, look, at this point, just do that. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I kind of labored on the bed on my side for a bit. And we did some side lying leg releases to try and turn him or like get his head in a good position. So I did those with my midwife and she was incredible. Like I pretty much like held onto her arm and like cuddled into her for some of my labor and she was just awesome. Nice. Um, and then I think I went for another shower. So pretty much from here I don't really remember. So Jet wrote it down. But I went for a shower um, and relaxed in there and the contra- contractions stayed like hard and fast. Um, and then I got back on the bed and did some more sideline leg releases and then I was like to her, I think I need to push. And she was like, okay, well, like if, if that's what you think you need to do, then that's what you need to do. Um, so she was holding like my leg. So I was laying on my side and she was holding my leg up so that I could push. Um, and then she was like, okay, um, I'm going to need to get the other midwife in here because it's obviously happening. So I'm just going to step out and grab the midwife. So my best friend Sam was holding my leg for a bit and then she got Jet to stand there holding it. Um, and I was just like pushing and pushing. Um, and I think that's what got him like down and pretty much ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I leaned over the back of the bed. <laughs> and so in the birthing course, Shari was like, oxytocin, like that's a love hormone. Like that'll make you um, fractions like good. That'll make your labor like work with you kind of thing like oxytocin this oxytocin that so I'm like trying to kiss Jet on the back of the bed (laughs) and he was like your breath was so bad like (laughs) I kissed you because I had to but you were so gross (laughs) and I was like yeah understandable um and I think Jet said that in the space of 20 minutes his head had popped out Mm. so like I pretty much like breathed up the bed at the start of my contractions and then breathed him down yeah in retrospect, I should have pulsed him out, but I kind of like had turned my head and looked out the window and realized that the sun had come up and I was like, this shit ends now. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're getting him out now. So I, I just balls to wall pushed him out um, and he came out in his sack. Oh, wow. It was so awesome. Mm. And like Sam, my best friend, she got a photo of his head in his sack. So he's like, head is half. Oh, actually, I think his head's fully out and it's like, in this sack and all you can see is these big big lips mm. it's um, like oh it's just oh yeah <laughs> of all the things that like you could have in your birth like I went 42 weeks yeah. I advocated for us and then he comes out in his sack I was like this is so awesome yes. <laughs> like, superwoman <laughs> um and so the midwife caught him because Jet was holding my hands behind the bed mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, oh, I'm just going to pass him through, like, your legs um, and then roll over. And I was like, oh, my like, my legs don't work. I, I don't know how to – how do I roll? <laughs> so they kind of had to, like, roll me over with him on my chest. Mm-hmm. So I sat on him, like, as he came out. Um, and then, yeah, we had – on, like, our birth preference list, it was, like, an hour of skin to skin and all of, like, all the things that you want. I think he was on me for two hours. We had, like, skin to skin and I – tried to attempt to feed him did the best I could um yeah he stayed on my chest for two hours and then I had like tearing 
Um, so I am super, super afraid of needles, like will cry my eyes out over a needle kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to get an episiotomy. I would have rather tear. Um, but I'm also like so shit scared of needles. <laughs> so the doctor had come in to talk to us about needing to stitch me up. And I was like, no, no, that's okay. Like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> like, no. Um, and then she was like, all right, well, I'll come back in five minutes um, like, and stitch you up. And I was like, how about 10? Like, and I was like trying to negotiate like yeah. a time that she would just not come back. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we he stayed on me and then Jet took him, I think it, was, it must have been after two hours. Um, so I birthed the placenta. Yeah, so I'm like he was still attached. We did delay cord clamping too. Um, So he stayed on like attached until his cord was like it stopped pulsating and it had gone white. Amazing. Um, And then Jet cut that and then I birthed the placenta like just naturally. Yeah. I don't even think they offered me the injection. But I didn't want it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Jet must have taken him and like they weighed him. And he was like at 42 weeks, he was 3.1 kilos, which made me think that his dates were definitely wrong because he was very, he's tiny. Like, well, he's, Mm. he's chunking up now, but he was three, three, one, one, nine and 55 centimeters long. So he was quite like lanky, like he was quite long. I don't know how he fit in me because I wasn't that big either. Mm. Yeah, so then, yeah, Jet dressed him and I got stitched up and, yeah, it was such a crazy labour though. Yeah, like, so beautiful. And if you guys go back for baby number two, is there anything you would do differently second time around? Um, I would definitely home birth next time. I, Amazing. I wanted to home birth maybe like the, le- the week leading up to 40 weeks, I'd said to Jet, like, such an impulsive person I was like oh I kind of want to like home birth <laughs> and he was like you tell me like you say that he's very much like that like you say the words of what you want and I'll just sort it out that's awesome and I kind of didn't want to like I didn't really know where to start with that on who like how to get a midwife that late in the game at like 40 weeks I didn't really know where to go with that so I was like oh next time we'll just do that next time like we'll see how we go and we'll just do that next time yeah um, so definitely like home birth next time mm. if like low risk the same as what this was like definitely and I would do private midwife yeah or like even just like I did apply for the birth center at Gold Coast Hospital but they were full um so I would have preferred like one midwife because yeah. that wasn't like a different midwife every single time you just kind of never really got the same information and I'd had like fairly good midwives there's only like one or two that I didn't really rate but I didn't have them as midwives I just had them like at the desk kind of thing yeah when you went in and I just didn't vibe with them so I was like if I ever got them I wouldn't I like if they were on for my birth I would tell them that I wanted someone else yeah and you sound like you're really good at advocating for yourself which is always handy Um, in a hospital setting yeah I'm (laughs) I'm very like strong-minded like if I decide something that's just what I'm doing kind of thing but I yeah. didn't think that I would be able to advocate for myself as hard as I did mm-hmm. like what that I would end up getting swayed yeah do you put um, that down to your hypnobirthing course yeah 100 percent. because I don't I would have had it's purely just like the information and the knowledge like 
I wasn't educated prior to it, so I couldn't really make any decisions based off anything because I had no idea. 100%, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would definitely home birth next time um, and probably, yeah, have a private midwife um, or like Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, so Shari is a doula as well, I think. Um, and I'd probably be interested in having her because she just is – she was such my person during the final few days leading up to giving birth that, like, I think, like, her support would be quite good. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I – as Jet said, like, we got back to the ward um, and he was like, you literally had – everything for your birth like you had everything that you wanted anything that you had thought that you maybe wanted you got yeah. and he's like happy? I was like I'm like over the moon like <laughs> he was born in the sack which like wasn't a thing that I wanted but it was freaking cool yeah um like just everything that I'd kind of wished for I got yeah well done mama so what key piece of advice would you give to any expectant mums out there um <laughs> do a hypnobirthing course that shit is incredible um just educate yourself because yeah. you can't you literally can't make decisions unless you know like unless you're educated on what you're fighting for mm-hmm. you're just going to get swayed into whatever and it's such a shit industry that it is like that but it is like that so you've until it changes you've just got to do your do like educate yourself kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah I don't think my birth would have gone that way had we done that course like I think it would have I would have like ended up with every um intervention under the sun like they tell you one thing and then you get feared into doing it and then it snowballs into something else um yeah I think my birth would have been so different well thank you Alicia for coming on today and sharing your journey with us yeah thank you for having me That brings us to the end of the show, guys. Hypnobirthing is such a great tool to arm yourself with knowledge so you can make informed decisions and advocate for yourself when needed. Check out the show notes for a link to Alicia's Hypnobirthing Practitioners page and let me know what you think of today's show over on the PBA Instagram. I'll see you guys next week for another episode of Positive Birth Australia.